0: Well, the Big 12 finds itself with uh, two teams in the Elite 8s. How about that? That leads all Power 5 conferences, so good for the Big 12. And we'll take a look at these games on heartlandcollegesports.com. I'm Pete Mundo. Happy uh, Elite 8 weekend for Kansas State and Texas fans, and what an NCAA tournament it's been. First off, let's talk about the fact that there is no number one seed in the Elite 8 for the first time ever. Think about that. First time ever, no number one seed is in the Elite Eight. Um, both going down earlier. I mean, this is just crazy. Uh, this has been an absolutely wild tournament. A 16 seed wins, and then Houston and Alabama, the two one seeds left, lose uh, in the Sweet 16. It just goes to show you, you know, you look at the NIL world right now, and it's actually, in many ways, been a good thing for lower power fives, mid-majors. Because they're getting guys in the transfer portal to maybe say, you know what, why sit there at Duke for three years, hope to play by my senior year, if I can go make a difference somewhere else at a mid-tier power five, at a mid-major school? Why not give that a shot? Right? I mean, it makes all the sense in the world to me. When Nick Saban started knocking the transfer portal and NIL, I thought that's probably a good thing for college football. And it certainly has proven to be a good thing for college basketball. Not that the Blue Bloods aren't always going to be there. You're always going to have, although North Carolina missed the tournament, but they got to a national title game last year. But we know the Blue Bloods, KU, UCLA, Kentucky, Duke, North Carolina, they're never going to be down for years on end. They'll have bad years, but never down for years on end. But this brings more parity to the sport, and that's what you're seeing in this NCAA tournament. So we've got the Elite Eight left. By the way, the Big 12 leads the way. With two teams, out of the Power 5 conferences, the Big 12 has two teams left. You look around, the only other Power 5 conference that has anybody left is the ACC with Miami. Now, some of you might be screaming about the Big East and say, well, Pete, you still got the Big East teams. What about them, Creighton, UConn? Big East is not a Power 5. They don't play big-time football. So when I'm talking about Power 5, I'm saying these are the leagues that have the deepest football these are the leagues that have also great basketball. They have both. So they've got it all going on right now. And the Big 12, two teams left. Nobody else can say that from the Power Five. You look at who else is represented uh, West Coast Conference, Gonzaga, Mountain West, San Diego State, Conference USA, Florida Atlantic. And then you got two Big East teams, you got two Big 12 teams, and the ACC. But the SEC, the Big 10, and the Pac 12 have zero representation. In the Elite Eight. It is spring football season for those conferences outside of the Pac-12, which I don't even know what they do anyway. So uh, (laughs) with that being said, it's a very exciting time for the Big 12 conference for this league and for these two teams. You know, I think the Big 12, we can't really say yet how good of a tournament this is for the Big 12. If nobody gets to a Final Four, that will be a disappointment. If two teams get to a Final Four in K-State and Texas, that's a great success. We still could get an all-Big 12 national title. I'm just saying, Texas-Kansas State, it's possible. They each got to get two more wins, so I'm not going to jump the gun on this. But uh, (laughs) with that being said, there's a lot to be excited about for these two teams and in these two games. I'm Pete Mundo, HeartlandCollegeSports.com. It's good to be with you. Let's talk about the Elite Eight matchup between Kansas State and FAU taking place on Saturday. Kansas State's coming off one of the most epic college basketball games you're ever going to see. And let me preface this by saying the two things that concern me for Kansas State, it's not the history, it's not the fact that, you know, the last couple of Elite Eights they've gotten to, they end up losing to lesser teams, teams they're favored against. Of course, 2018 was Loyola Chicago. That history doesn't bother me. History's overrated from that perspective. When you win a game of that magnitude on, you know, Madison Square Garden, game of the tournament, four guys from New York City, overtime, tired legs, emotional. That bothers me when you're playing two games later, two days later. Marquise Noel's ankle concerns me. Not a ton, but he's not going to be 100%. Once that adrenaline ran off on Thursday night, my guess is he had a lot of work done yesterday to try to get this thing ready for today. So that is definitely a concern. But you look at this game, and here's what this comes down to for me. If I'm Kansas State, I've got the two best players in this game in Marquise Noel and Keontae Johnson. That's what I've got. I understand tired legs might be a thing, but we've got a trip on the Final Four to the line here. That's what all about. That's what this game is going to mean for Kansas State. And for a Kansas State team that likes to get it up and down the court, We know that's what they do. They're turnover-prone. We understand that. But um, when you look at this team and where they succeed and what they do well, uh, we know what they do well. We know they can put buckets up in numbers very quickly. They want to keep this game moving up and down the floor. They're third in the Big 12 in field goal percentage. They're third in the Big 12 in scoring. They're not a great three-point shooting team, but obviously they were very good the other night, and that made all the difference in the world for this team. Now, for Florida Atlantic, I'm sitting here and I'm saying I think FAU's path has been wildly overrated. FAU struggled with Fairleigh Dickinson. They're you know they beat Memphis by a point in an eight-nine matchup. They get to play a 16 seed in the second round in Fairleigh Dickinson, right? Uh, then they get a Tennessee team in the Sweet 16, and Tennessee, with all due respect, uh, Rick Barnes, that guy can't get beyond a Sweet 16. He just He's he incapable of doing it. Florida Atlantic has arguably had the easiest path to get to this point in time. That's just, that's, that's a reality for him. And I think like so many teams from mid-majors, now it hasn't necessarily been the case this year, but like a lot of mid-majors, what you see happen is they play competition who night in, night out is dealing with teams like the Big 12 Conference, and sometimes they struggle. And I believe that very well couldn't end up happening tonight with Florida Atlantic. I'm looking at this and I'm saying, okay, who's been tougher in the tournament than this K-State team? I got the two best players, by the way, uh, New York City guy and Marquise Noel. Yes, the ankle concerns me, but the way that this team is clicking, gelling, meshing, boy, I'm, I'm going to take my bet. I'm, I'm going to take my bet that Kansas State gets this thing done. Yes, Florida Atlantic can swarm Uh, it's got guys going up for every rebound, and it can really, really hit the three. That is true. There's no doubt about it. I'm not taking anything away from them. But here's the X factor. Kansas State has the best three-point defense in the Big 12 this year at 30.5%. So give me Kansas State going to a Final Four. The Wildcats beat FAU by a score of 82 To 76 to punch that final four ticket. Go K-State. Next up, heartlandcollegesports.com. I'm Pete Mundo. Good to be with you. Uh, Let's dive into and let's talk about Texas taking on Miami of Florida in the other matchup in the Big 12. That's, of course, in the Midwest regional final on Sunday. So Here's a Texas team that didn't have Dylan DeSue in the Sweet 16 matchup, and it didn't seem to really matter. Think about this. They didn't have the guy who's been the best player for them the last two weeks in Dylan DeSue, and they rolled over Xavier 83-71 to in the Sweet 16 on Friday night. Uh, Texas is playing great basketball. Dating back to winning the Big 12 t- tournament, um, rolling Colgate, handling Penn State, rolling Xavier— and now they get a Miami team that just pulled an upset off over the number one seed, Houston. Now, you look at this team and you say to yourself, OK, when it comes to Miami, there's a familiar face there for many Big 12 fans. Who is that? Nigel Pack. That's right. Not You remember that name? Nigel Pack. All Big 12 uh, first team guy at K-State last season. He ends up transferring to Miami. He got a massive NIL deal. He had a very solid season. Um, and the guy had 28 points, 28 points against Houston. He filled it up. He made seven three-pointers. Uh, so we've seen him go off like this before, but you look at this Texas team. This is a team that has been on a mission. If they don't have the Sioux in the Elite Eight game, I'm concerned about that. I admit. But as we saw, guys can pick up the slack. Tyrese Hunter came out in that second half, the Iowa State transfer, and had nine. Points in the second half Making all of his three-point attempts This is a Kansas team that does Everything very well You look at this team, they're number one In the Big 12 in scoring, number one in field goal Percentage, they don't shoot the three-ball Well, but that's okay, they don't have to Number two at the free-throw line Um, Number one in turnover margin And that's where they have just dominated teams Time and time again Is turnover margin So they do a very good job of that. They're better than Miami at that. Now, Miami is a team that also wants to play up-tempo and score. They're tops in the ACC in scoring, field goal percentage, second in three-point percentage, second in free throws. So there's a lot of similarities between what these two teams ultimately end up bringing to the table. But for me, I'm sitting here and I'm saying Texas has proven to be a team over the last two to three weeks that is going to take care of business time and time again. They have done that. They, they, I mean, look what they did to Kansas in the Big 12 title game, what they did to the Sweet 16. I, I, Miami might prove to be a little bit more resistant than what we've seen, but how do you not go with the Longhorns in this game based on what they've been doing, how good they've been in all facets of the game, and I, they are right now the hottest team in the country. And I'm not going against the hottest team in the country on top of the fact that they're playing in Kansas City at T-Mobile Center where they were playing two weeks ago and just won the Big 12 tournament. So they're comfortable in that building, in that setting, and they know it very well. So I, uh, I like Texas in this game. I understand the DeSue thing is, is concerning. There's no doubt about it. But this team has wanted to get Rodney Terry this job. That's clearly been a factor. I think he's going to get it. I don't know how Rodney Terry cannot get the full-time job at this point. Um, But the Texas defense as well has been a reliable bet as of late. So I will roll with them because the other thing that you got to look at here with this Texas team and how they've been playing as of late is they have been able to get it done on the defensive side of the ball. And uh, when it comes to Miami... Not as much on that side of the ball. So give me the Texas defense making a couple of big stops late and pulling off a win. I like Texas beating Miami by a final of 80-75 to 75 and going to a Final Four. There you have it. I'm Pete Mundo. We'll have two Big 12 teams in the Final Four if my predictions end up being accurate. So I am excited for that. I'm fired up for that. And I cannot wait to see how these two games uh, play out. Thanks, as always, for joining us. Thanks for being a part of the show. We appreciate you guys being here. Uh, Some of you are arguing on Facebook Live about whether or not Texas is Big 12 school. Hey, as I've said since day one, I've got them on the wall here. Same with OU. People say, why do you cover them? They're a part of the Big 12. They're a part of the Big 12 until they're not. They will get fair coverage as a part of the Big 12 until they're not. And here's the thing. For me, two things can be true at once. I can be critical of how Texas and Oklahoma went about leaving the league, but also respect why they made the decision they did, and then still fairly cover them when they're playing a game, no matter what that sport is. That's where I'm at. Appreciate you guys being here. Hey, do me a solid. Leave a rating and a review on the podcast if you haven't yet. Five stars helps us out. And uh, if you do that and you want to get a free Heartland College Sports koozie, send me a screenshot of that rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at HeartlandCollegeSports.com. We'll get you all taken care of. So thank you guys for doing that. Subscribe on YouTube, and we'll talk to you soon. Have a great day. Take care. Enjoy the games.